You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the Doctor's Lounge. This is Dr. Mike Karuchak, your host for today's show on America's Web Radio. Thanks very much for listening today. Uh, we are delighted to announce... This is the end of the era of holiday Doctor's Lounge repeat radio shows. We have a new series of shows to fill up the late winter and early spring, which will highlight the guests and speakers from our recent Docs for Patient Care direct primary care meeting that we held in Orlando last November. Uh, we'll be starting off um, with... Uh, some of the uh, the giants that you've heard uh, before in uh, direct primary care, Dr. Chad Savage, uh, Josh Umber, and uh, founder of the Oklahoma Surgery Center, Dr. Keith Smith, um, other folks you've heard before, uh, Dr. James Pinckney, uh, a, a great story from a new guest, uh, one Dr. Henry Dowling, who hails from Bermuda, who started a direct primary care practice and came to our meeting last year. Um, you're also going to hear uh, some very interesting stories from attendees that have come to the meeting, uh, including one um, physician who had just about decided to give up. Uh, she was tired of medicine and finally, instead of giving up, came to our meeting in 2017 and based on what she heard, decided to turn her practice around uh, and start a direct primary care practice and is much happier for it uh, and is presumably a better physician for uh, being much happier. We will begin the series today with a series of interviews from board members from the Physicians Foundation. And you've heard us talk about the Physicians Foundation before. They have uh, given us undying support for the past several years. Uh, we are extremely grateful to them. And uh, we will hear their take on direct primary care on our meeting. And, uh, and you know, we will give them some attention uh, first and foremost. So we'll get right to uh, these interviews. Uh, you understand that uh, we'll stop these interviews right at the station breaks at 13 minutes and 26 and the end of the third quarter and fourth and uh, just resume after the break. No fancy post-production uh, capability here. Uh, so let's get right to those now. We'll start with Dr. Tim Norbeck, followed by Dr. Gary Price, and last but not least, Dr. Rip Hollinger. Primary care meeting where you can learn all things about how to build your direct primary care practice, how to grow it. Uh, we're having great success at the meeting, and we're delighted to have in the Doctors' Lounge studio Tim Norbeck, who is the Chief Executive Officer of the Physicians Foundation, who is vital to the existence uh, and the success of this meeting. And uh, before I even give you a chance to talk, I have to say thank you a thousand times uh, to you and the Physicians Foundation for supporting this meeting. Uh, and uh, we're so glad that you're here and so grateful. Uh, so tell us what's on your mind. Very kind of you, Mike. Thanks very much. And, and kudos to you for what you do here. I, we're, we're delighted to be here. This confluence of uh, physician uh, builders and innovators and movers and shakers and to see the enthusiasm and the excitement in this crowd is just something I, I don't remember seeing before. Uh, we're delighted to be here. Um, absolutely thrilled to uh, participate and uh, we had a chance to participate in the meeting as well. Um, we try to do what we can as the Physician Foundation to empower physicians. We do uh, help physicians in leadership uh, type programs. We try to uh, help 
uh, great organizations like the DPC uh, put on conferences for physicians. We do a biennial uh, physician survey, which I think is the largest of its kind. We had almost 9,000 respondents. We do it on the even year. We do uh, physician uh, patient surveys on the odd year. So we're we're happy to do that as well. And I think the results of, of when did the results of the 18 survey come out? Is that done already? It, it or actually came out six weeks ago. Okay. And an interesting thing, um, we give physicians a list of, so it doesn't add up to 100%, but we, we name, say, 10 issues and how they would rank them. And, and the least satisfying aspect of a physician's practice right now is EHRs, the design and interoperability. Um, which surprises us a little bit. That's up, but we also know the tyranny of metrics and all of these things are really uh, upsetting physicians and the time they have with their patients. Um, physicians clearly in every survey we've ever had indicate their greatest love, the reason why they're in the doctor business, if you want to call it. They want to see patients. They want face time with patients, and they want to help patients. Secondly, um, behind the 39% who chose that uh, EHR says the least satisfying part of their practice, 37.5% uh, felt it was the um, insurance regulations, uh, government regulations, insurance requirements. And third at 37% was uh, autonomy, uh, loss of physician autonomy. And then we, of course, always ask, malpractice is always on there, and it's always a big issue, and 30% listed that as the number one least satisfying. But uh, we also found some interesting things. We've addressed this at this great DPC uh, conference, burnout, which is a huge issue for everyone to deal with, every physician. I don't think the public and the media has quite grasped how serious it is. Um, we, had 80, we have 78% of our physicians uh, sometimes, uh, often, or always uh, feel burnout. And I think, of course, that's related to the EHRs and insurance requirements, loss of autonomy, those things. Interestingly enough, there's a uh, New York uh, NYU School of Medicine survey of, of a small group, 235 independent physicians um, in, in, who own their own practice. And interestingly enough, the burnout rate for that, them was 13.5%. Compare that to our 78% or uh, much more, uh, you know, uh, maybe less than that, but far more than 50% for a lot of other national surveys. It shows you that how much physicians value autonomy. Um, and I think the DPC movement uh, is, of course, part of that. One other thing, Mike, if I could mention about our survey, the social determinants. Um, over 87% of physicians had patients who either sometimes, uh, usually, or always had some kind of social determinants uh, uh, were affected by that. And that affects the doctor as well. Uh, by social determinants, I mean uh, poverty, lack of education, um, possibly a drug, a drug addiction, lack of uh, unemployment, all of those things. People don't realize that if somebody comes into a doctor and, and, and gets a prescription and help, uh, that patient may live in a car. He may have no heat. He may be in an apartment with no heat. He may share a bathroom with five or six people. All of those things most people don't don't think about. Physicians have to. And so many, as I say, over over 87% of physicians, their patients 
are affected by social determinants. Absolutely. And, and that's in and, and our last guest, we were talking about uh, physician depression and suicide, which is, you know, physician suicide rate is four times the rate of the, of the national population. We lose a doctor a day to suicide, which, of course, is all tangled up in, in everything that's in your survey. Uh, absolutely. We try to capture the mood of physicians. As, as I say, we do it every other year. Um, in the even years, we in the odd years, we do a, a survey, which we just began last year, and we will do in 2019 of, of patients. So we're we're interested in, in capturing the mood of physicians and patients, and hopefully health policymakers will take note. Outstanding. Anything else you want to talk about? I don't think so, Mike, okay. except to say again, I congratulate you personally, uh, uh, all of those involved in the leadership of Docs for Patient Care. What a tremendous meeting this has been and, and, and so exciting for us to be here. Thanks so much. Well, we'd be nowhere without your support. So thanks, thanks, thanks again, ways. Mike. Thanks Take so care. much. Lounge road trip to Orlando, Florida for the third annual direct primary care DPC 3.0 meeting sponsored by the Docs for Patient Care Foundation and the Physicians Foundation. And I'm delighted to have uh, with the Physicians Foundation, Dr. Gary Price. Uh, who is going to give us uh, some impressions of, of the meeting and tell us a bit more about the Physicians Foundation. So as the meeting winds down here, we're kind of in the last couple of hours, um, share your thoughts with us about uh, how you think it's going and uh, the Physicians Foundation's role. Sure, Mike. Thank you for the opportunity. Uh, I guess my initial reaction after spending the last day and a half here with Docs for Patient Care is one of... Uh, remarkable happiness that such a large group of physicians has found a way to channel a tremendous amount of energy in a positive way to making the system work better for their practices. The Physicians Foundation is very concerned with the environment that physicians have to practice in now and ways to make it better. Um, there are a lot of things broken with our system and I'm amazed, uh, first of all, at the large turnout you had for the conference, uh, around 400 physicians, if yeah. my count is close. Is close. Uh, and what's even more amazing is the incredibly consistent passion and energy they've brought to your group and to their ideas about making how physicians and, and patients negotiate our system um, just work better for everyone. Indeed, I, I, that's been kind of the sentiment that has been uh, expressed by many folks behind the microphone this last couple of days is that most medical meetings are very depressing places to be, especially if there's a legislative talk or a talk about coding or, you know, talks about the things that, that aren't directly patient care related. And, uh, and here, quite different, I think. It's been very striking to me that uh, the entire focus of all the conversations and even all the questions are about positive ways to make things better, not uh, reactive ways to cope with a system that's so badly broken, but actually to take on the system and do it in a better way. Well, we couldn't do this meeting without you. Uh, the support of the Physicians Foundation, I just, we couldn't do it. I don't know where we would be, so I would be remiss if I didn't take the opportunity on the air to thank you and thank the foundation for your support of, of the efforts. Um, tell us a little bit about the foundation and, and, and how what we're doing fits with what you're doing. Well, the Physicians Foundation was founded uh, almost 15 years ago by a large class action settlement from uh, some of the major insurers in the country. And our mission is to empower physicians to deliver high-quality, cost-effective health care. 
Of course, that's a very broad, large brush. Uh, we're very concerned with the environment that physicians actually perform the work they do and how that environment has really become dysfunctional. So we're interested in all sorts of different ways to make doctors' work easier for them, more efficient, and also more fulfilling. We uh, attempt to accomplish that in a number of ways. Right now we have four major focus areas. Uh, the first would be supporting physicians in, in the active practice of medicine. The second would be developing physician leaders for tomorrow. We have several uh, programs with that, including a national leadership academy, and also we support state medical societies in their leadership training. The third area uh, we're concerned with is physician wellness, and I think uh, Docs for Patient Care fits into that niche very well uh, because it really offers a, a less stressful, more efficient, and also uh, more cost-effective way to take care of patients that brings a physician back to what all physicians really went into medicine to do. Coming up on the break, we'll pick it up on the other side. You're listening to Doctor's Lounge on America's Web Radio. Stay with us. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the Doctor's Lounge. Karuchak, your host. Uh, We're in the midst of our interviews with board members of the Physicians Foundation, a group to whom we are incredibly in debt. Uh, We are delighted to share their thoughts regarding our direct primary care 3.0 meeting, so picking it up now. And, and make them better. Um, the other area we do research and, and grants in um, includes the way social determinants uh, affect both outcomes and the cost of health care. So those are the areas we're interested in. And interestingly, the Docs for Patient Care movement really, I think, uh, impacts all of those areas directly. Well, I think the, uh, the Physicians Foundation's survey, the 2018 survey, just came out. I think a few weeks ago, and talked about some of the issues with physician burnout and and reasons for physician burnout, and that, that there's uh, some hope. Then I think that um, with the, the work that we can do together to maybe create a bright spot in in, in an otherwise potentially rather dark universe uh, in terms of the future of medicine, 
And uh, so we're so grateful to be able to work with you on that. Any other thoughts you want to share? Well, that, that point you bring up is a very good one, and thank you, by the way. Um, you know, our surveys have consistently shown that not only is burnout a very serious problem among physicians, but it's growing. Uh, in our latest survey, and those surveys have been the largest surveys ever done of physicians' uh, impressions about what the practice of medicine is like. But our latest survey showed that 78% of physicians either often, sometimes, or all the time have symptoms of burnout. And they link those symptoms consistently in all the studies that have ever been done, primarily to the use of the electronic health record and how inefficient it is. There are a lot of other things that impact on that, but it's really a system, uh, excuse me, it's a symptom of a medical system that is broken. I don't really believe that doctors need to be tougher. I think the very fact that they got through college medical school and residency training, they've already demonstrated their toughness. It's a pretty resilient group. But we have to start looking at, at the ways that the system is not functioning to make their practice better and help with many of the factors that cause burnout. And it's very clear that the Docs for Patient Care movement does offer a really good solution to just fixing the way we provide care to our patients and how we do it. Well, it's a movement that's growing. We see the increase in attendance and energy and enthusiasm every year. Uh, and we owe so much of that to you and to the Physicians Foundation. So thanks very much for spending a few minutes in the doctor's lounge with us. Thank you, Michael. So the end of the second interview. So you, you hear a couple of, of, of common points here that, that, that bear some emphasis. And, and as I was listening to this just now, uh, as, as we're producing the show, um, I think the one thought that, that the one new thought that, that comes out, uh, that strikes me the most is this idea that doctors don't have to be any tougher. Uh, that really resonates with me. Uh, the other points are important as well. I mean, you know, the, the idea and, and we've talked about this many times before, even in the most recent survey that they did in 2018. What's the biggest thing that makes doctors' lives miserable? The electronic medical record and becoming a documentation slave. Absolutely, that's true. Uh, but the, the, the most interesting new idea is this idea that docs don't need to be any tougher. And the reason that kind of hit me just now as I was listening to this is because that has been the solution that we have put upon ourselves for so long. Uh, as reimbursements went down, we said we'll see more patients. <clears throat> as regulations became tougher, we said we'll just learn about them and we will, we will, you know, comply. And at, at some point, you have to confront the idea that you just can't get any more blood out. Uh, there's, there's no more left to give. And so I, I find it interesting. We might just have to make this sort of a rallying cry um, that, that docs don't need to suck it up any more than we already do. We, we don't need to be tougher than we already do because if we try, and we will, and we do try, uh, and we do it, uh, it, it starts to uh, cause us to come apart at the seams. And when that happens, it's not so much what's happening to the doctors, but, you know, we're taking care of patients. Uh, their welfare, their care outcomes depends on the folks providing that care, the doctors who we're talking about in this particular form, um, have to be uh, not fatigued, have to be not stressed, have to be not angry or depressed or suicidal 
they need to have their noggin on square. And if we try any harder, then that ceases to be something that we can just assume is true. Anyhow, thought that was very interesting. We're going to move on to the third uh, interview, uh, which is with Dr. Rip Hollister, uh, someone of whom I'm particularly fond. Here we go. Welcome back into the Doctor's Lounge. We're broadcasting today from our annual DPC conference in Orlando, Florida. I've got my co-host, Dr. Mike, with me today. Hey, hell. And uh, we're um, sitting here with a very special guest, um, Dr. Rip Hollister from Colorado Springs, who is one of the board members from the Physicians Foundation. Welcome. Welcome into the Doctor's Lounge, Rip. Well, thanks a lot. It's really good to be here um, and enjoying the uh, entire ambiance of this great uh, direct primary care conference. So, so Rip, tell us, first of all, um, you are um, a practicing um, a family doctor, family medicine doctor, and have a direct primary care practice. Well, Hal, I've, I've uh, been practicing in family medicine for um, over 25 years now, so I have a mature practice. Actually, it's a pretty classic uh, insurance-based practice, and um, being being part of that and being part of the Physicians Foundation, uh, we have generated just kind of an intense interest in the enthusiasm of uh, around surrounding this new concept. Uh, actually, kind of an old concept when it comes right down to it that engages the doctor-patient relationship. So direct direct primary care is just very intriguing to our board as well as to me personally. So tell us, first of all, about the Physicians Foundation. Well, the Physicians Foundation uh, has been, um, if you will, organized for about 15 years now. And we are um, a foundation that surrounds the whole ability of physicians to practice medicine. And it's, it's our desire to really empower physicians to deliver uh, high-quality and cost-efficient health care. And uh, during our existence, we've, we've now been able to grant um, oh, about $49 million to, uh, to um, charitable organizations, foundations, medical societies, um, surrounding physician leadership in the, in the whole uh, health care arena. So um, for our listeners, you've heard Dr. Mike and I talk about this on the show on a regular basis about the, doc, the uh, direct primary care movement, and, and we've uh, plugged this conference uh, over the uh, last few months. This conference would not be possible without the support of the, doc, with the uh, Physicians Foundation. The Physicians Founda- we approached the Physicians Foundation um, when we put the first meeting on, which was three years ago, and uh, we, we really thought that this was an important meeting to, uh, to hold, and we needed to uh, make it affordable to physicians who might not necessarily um, have the ability to come to a meeting. They were family doctors. Many of them were, were uh, barely able to pay their bills, and, and the Physicians Foundation stepped up to the plate, and they um, ag- agreed to uh, uh, give a generous grant to allow over almost 250 family doctors who were making the transition to direct primary care to come to this meeting. And what was that process like, Rip? Well, it, 
the foundation really um, a lot of a lot of noise from the enthusiasm behind us. <laughs> yes, um, it's really our our privilege and honor to um, to assist the practicing physicians that um, you know are from all walks of life here. I've I've met people. Hal, we're kind of at the close of the conference. I mean, I've I've met medical students. I've met residents. Uh, I've met doctors from all over our nation interested in primary care. There's uh, even some specialists here running around that are that are interested in our concept. So, it, it, yeah, a few like like you like guys, us. like us maybe. <laughs> and uh, but you know, there's there's just the uh, the enthusiasm uh, surrounding the ability to actually take back um, our ability to make a huge difference in the lives of patients is um, it's just tremendous. So um, it's been quite a, just from, from my perspective as a board member, it's really our privilege and honor to help out with this. I just re- echo the sentiments. I mean, I don't know where we'd be without you, but we certainly wouldn't be here. And so it's a, it's a pleasure and a privilege to be a part of this with you. Most definitely. Well, it, it, the, to see the, um, the the growth of uh, this conference, uh, the Physicians Foundation, as you know, I think this is our third year now that uh, we work we work with you guys, and um, I it's been my privilege to attend each of these conferences, and from the outset, this has been a winner. You know, hit, you, you guys hit the ground running. I don't think I've ever seen an organization just have the tremendous success. Um, not only was the first one a success, but subsequently each one has built on that success. And, and we look forward to, to greater things going on next year. And as you know, this uh, meeting was sponsored by the Docs for Patient Care Foundation. And you've just heard a tremendous um, and enthusiastic uh, testimony to the kind of work that we're doing. So when you listen to this, go to our website, www.d4pcfoundation.org. That's d4pcfoundation.org. And if you are a doctor, you should certainly support us. But if you're a patient, you should support what we're doing because the, the this effort is transformative for healthcare. This is going to make healthcare more affordable and better for patients. Wouldn't you agree, Rip? I, yeah, I think um, you know there there is um, a number of fallacies that surround the rising cost of healthcare and how our healthcare dollar is being divided up. Um, but what we see. Here is is a true innovation that goes back to the very foundation of our profession as physicians, and you know, as a profession, we we always have a sense of well, what do we profess? What is it that it, that we're professing? Well, we're we're professing about the purity of medicine and patient care, our ability to collaborate with a patient about what is best for them in their given situation. And what we see in, in medicine today is, is a cookbook and uh, a bunch of metrics about uh, somebody else's version of quality. And here, at this meeting, what we're understanding is that quality is in the eye of the beholder, and that beholder is a physician, and it's a patient, and our ability to collaborate without undue interference from cost structures and administration that surrounds us. And, you know, we've talked on the show <clears throat> a number of times, both Dr. Mike and I, about the concept of physician burnout. And it's very... 
reaching the end of the segment. Uh, we'll pick it up on the other side. You're listening to the Doctor's Lounge on America's Web Radio. Stay with us. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's D-O-C-S, the number four, patientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the Doctor's Lounge. Karuchak, your host, although you are hearing Dr. Hal hosting the segment of this interview with Dr. Rip Hollister. So we're going to pick that right back up right now. For our audience to understand what we've just experienced. We're in Orlando, Florida, the happiest place on earth. And we're it's a Saturday. This is a rebroadcast, but this is a Saturday. Um, and um, and in, in the middle of the afternoon, and we had 370 people here and virtually no empty seats. So as opposed to most medical meetings that we're all used to going to, where at the end of a conference there's barely a person left in a seat this is the opposite there was barely an empty seat and that tells about the enthusiasm of the people in this room and the desire to make medicine better for our patients and for the doctors in here so that they can practice better happier medicine and be able to be a better doctor to their patients so you you really need to go to the website and support this effort from doctor patient care hal it's crazy the um, the conference is over and we're sitting out in the in the lobby of this conference uh it's been over five minutes and there's nobody in the lobby they are still they're still <laughs> still inside exactly there. they're probably still doing q a and uh yeah usually by this point in a medical conference it's crickets everybody's maybe five people here all next to their suitcases waiting to hit the road you never want to be the last lecture in the typical medical meeting i I don't think we can pry these guys out of there with a shoehorn i I don't think so i mean the room's not emptying out a few people and that's it you know there there is something um infectious going on in there and it is the joy and love of practicing medicine and it's people People who have discovered, as you were saying, they, we don't we don't have to have hatred and frustration in our daily life of practicing medicine. We are getting back to the love of what we do and the joy in what we do, and that indeed is the solution to burnout. It's because physicians have trained to really be problem solvers for patients, and it's when the huge administrative burdens, the things that lead to burnout, the electronic medical records, the endless... Indeed. The endless denials that uh, insurance company brings us to our therapeutic choices and our diagnostic decisions, uh, when they get in the way, that's where the frustration hits. And the whole direct primary care movement is a method to, to 
uplift all that, if you will, and uh, bring it to a higher plane. And, and let me, I, I 100% agree with everything that you've just said, Rip. And I want to, you know, on this show, we very often, um, it, it, it um, degenerates into a, a complaint session about what's wrong with medicine. <clears throat> and this is so refreshing because this is what's right about medicine, what we've experienced at this conference. And what's also so encouraging is we're just a, a, a group of doctors, a simple group of doctors. We're, we're not the most powerful doctors, and we're certainly not the most influential doctors. And yet, at this meeting, and Dr. Mike has interviewed some of these people, we had we had um, two representatives at this meeting from um, the Health and Human Services Department in Washington who are paying attention to what's happening at this meeting because they, they understand that if healthcare is going to get fixed, it's going to get fixed by people who are in this room today, not by Washington. That's exactly true. And, and you know, I think, I think they are not turning a deaf ear to, um, to the solutions that are being talked about in this room behind us. And, um, you know, the, the rising cost of healthcare, so much, um, it, people have so many ideas about why it's rising. And I know it's a very complex issue. But certainly one of the things that's causing that rising cost is all the administration that has transpired before us. The number of administrators has exponentially climbed while the number of physicians has only climbed a little bit. So we have, um, you know, in medicine, I think that the frustration and burnout is because of all of these people who who are in administration who basically should be our employees, but they become our bosses. Um, they're the administrators that feel they have an equal say about the practice of medicine when they haven't had the training. Uh, and direct primary care is is one way to get to get them out of the room of patient care and put the doctor back in the pilot seat. Well, your physician foundation surveys continue to prove that even sure through do. 2018. They do, and, and the statistics show that that rise that you're talking about is a 20 fold increase of administrators to physicians. And of those administrative positions, 15 out of the 20 have nothing to do with health care. And of those 15, it generates $600,000 of, of cost to the system per doctor per year. Those are pretty amazing numbers, Hal, and I, I fully agree with them. Additionally, I mean, we've, the solutions we've seen here are also around the, the whole pharmaceutical industry and how physicians can have some impact into that. And it's it's been it's been amazing to me. While we use applications like uh, GoodRx and ways to get around um, what happens when when the pharmaceutical PBM bureaucracy gets into uh, gets into the whole system. But what is even more amazing is when physicians find low-cost options for medicines for their patients in direct primary care and can find ways to dispense these medicines oftentimes for less than a penny a pill. I mean, it's less than a bag of M&Ms. Absolutely. I mean, you know, when you, when you get the guts to walk away from the system and find the out-of-the-box solutions, then... then we find them. Well, that just tells you how much fat there is in this system and that healthcare really, truly is not expensive to give. It's all of the 
bureaucracy. It's all of the unnecessary regulations that drive the cost up. And we learned some very, you know, unsettling things in some of these lectures about the unseemly arrangements between hospitals and insurance companies and how that drives the cost up. And when you pull that all out and you just let healthcare be what it was supposed to be, which is an interaction between the physician and the patient, it's not expensive to deliver healthcare. The, the solutions coming out of this room and during this conference have been simply amazing to me. I'm, I mean, I'm just amazed by it. So, and, and, and one of the most heartwarming stories I heard was a physician um, who collaborated with her patient around um, an acute abdominal urgency, a, a, a huge hernia, if you will, and she went through her process of helping that patient find solutions. That patient was not insured and financially uh, close to bankrupt, um, and it ended up that she she found arrangements to get that patient cared for, and the end of her story uh, was I saved a life for $3,000, and it was um, just, uh, you know... It gives you brings, chills. It, it, it does. Chills, tears. It does. <laughs> just a heartwarming, well, it, just it, a throb. It brings up something that I have seen interviewing guests here yesterday and today is the, is the purity of intentions. <laughs> you know, the cynics would say follow the money, right? The cynics would say somebody here is doing this because of financial gain. But when you put this under the microscope... What you find is this apparent paradox of physicians who are happy, they're enthusiastic, they're delighted with their work and their world, and yet their income has gone down. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, yes. they're, they're, none of this is financial. One, one of the one of the speakers, and you'll maybe you'll correct me if I say this wrong, but he brought up a concept called akagi. Was that right? I think that's what he said. It was the. Re- it's a Japanese word for reason to be, the reason of being, and everybody in here has has discovered their aikagi, which is to do what they were initially intending to do, which was to be a doctor and take care of a patient, and all the rest is is just you know it's it's background noise. There. Um I think for many physicians um, in our profession, again, there's there it's been a cloud, uh, a cloud of opacity, and it, it surrounds so many things. We don't understand why costs have to be so high. We don't. We just the big business aspect of medicine is beyond us. And what what happens here in in the purity, as you said, of practicing medicine with a patient without huge third-party interests is the cloud dissipates and you know that cloud is possible for the burnout that loss of autonomy the loss of ability to do what's right for your patient and what we're seeing here in this movement is getting back to the pure ability to just care for your patient to enjoy medicine to enjoy solving problems without a bunch of unnecessary interference in that process so rip you were one of six doctors here from the Physicians Foundation, and you're going to go back to your board and report what you saw here. What What is the message you're going to deliver? 
I will tell you what the message is going to be. Our our investment in direct primary care nuts and bolts uh, has shown a, a huge return on investment. Of I think of everything our foundation does, this is one of the things that is really the heart and soul of medicine. I think our board is going to be extremely happy with the report to hear to hear about the enthusiasm, the growth, and the ability of physicians. Um, we're doing exactly what we want. We're empowering physicians to provide quality, cost-efficient health care. So this is a great return on investment for our foundation. And, Rip, we have <clears throat> uh, quite a number of people who listen to this broadcast either live or they download the uh, podcast. So what message would you like to give the people who are listening, which are in many cases not just doctors, but but lay people? Um, my, my message would be do not give up hope. You have been, you have been given a message of uh, dismay and rising health care costs. You have been given uh, a message that says you you need a team, you need a system to take care of you. My message was be you need a physician to take care of you because that's exactly what we do. We care. I couldn't have said it any better. Mike, any last words? No, sir. I think this is a, a fantastic conclusion to the series of talks we've had. Uh, Dr. Hollister, thank you so much for, for gracing our, our studio with the final interview. And I hope that we can get you back on the show sometime in the future and get you back in the doctor's lounge. Thanks so much, guys. It's been a pleasure. All right, so there you have three interviews with three board members of the Physicians Foundation. Again, a group to which we are incredibly indebted and uh, grateful. Uh, we look forward to uh, you know a continued uh, productive relationship with them. Uh, you know, take home messages. We got thirty seconds left in the segment. Um, I think the biggest thing that you get out of this is uh, is joy over hate, uh, hope over despair. Uh, you know, you go to so many doctors' meetings, and you heard this in the interviews. Uh, the the mood is doom and gloom, especially when the consultant comes to tell you how bad medicine's going to get and how much worse it's going to get. Uh, and and uh, folks get depressed, and 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 certainly by the end of the meeting, uh, nobody's left. You don't want to be the last lecturer because everyone has left town. Uh, in this case, we were busy past the end, right up to the end. We're at the end of the segment. You're listening to the Doctors' Lounge on America's Web Radio. Stay with us. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's D-O-C-S, the number four patientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. 
The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's D-O-C-S, the number four, patientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. Welcome to the Doctor's Lounge. This is Dr. Mike Karuchak, your host for today's show on America's Web Radio. Thanks very much for listening today. Uh, We are delighted to announce this is the end of the era of holiday Doctor's Lounge repeat radio shows. We have a new series of shows to fill up the late winter and early spring, which will highlight the guests and speakers from our recent Docs for Patient Care direct primary care meeting that we held in Orlando last November. Uh, we'll be starting off um, with... Uh, some of the uh, the giants that you've heard uh, before in uh, direct primary care, Dr. Chad Savage, uh, Josh Umber, and uh, founder of the Oklahoma Surgery Center, Dr. Keith Smith. Um, other folks you've heard before, uh, Dr. James Pinckney. Uh, a, a great story from a new guest, uh, one Dr. Henry Dowling, who hails from Bermuda, who started a direct primary care practice and came to our meeting last year. Uh, you're also going to hear uh, some very interesting stories from attendees that have come to the meeting, uh, including one um, physician who had just about decided to give up. Uh, she was tired of medicine and finally, instead of giving up, came to our meeting in 2017 and based on what she heard, decided to turn her practice around uh, and start a direct primary care practice and is much happier for it uh, and is presumably a better physician for uh, being much happier. We will begin the series today with a series of interviews from board members from the Physicians Foundation. And you've heard us talk about the Physicians Foundation before. They have uh, given us undying support for the past several years. Uh, We are extremely grateful to them. And uh, we will hear their take on direct primary care on our meeting. And uh, and, we will give them some attention uh, first and foremost. So we'll get right to uh, these interviews. Uh, You understand that uh, we'll stop these interviews right at the station breaks at 13 minutes and 26 and the end of the third quarter and fourth and uh, just resume after the break. No fancy post-production capability here. Uh, So let's get right to those now. We'll start with Dr. Tim Norbeck followed by Dr. Gary Price and last but not least, Dr. Rip Hollinger. Primary care meeting where you can learn all things about how to build your direct primary care practice, how to grow it. Uh, We're having great success at the meeting and we're delighted to have in the Doctors' Lounge studio, Tim Norbeck, who is the Chief Executive Officer of the Physicians Foundation, who is vital to the existence uh, and the success of this meeting. And uh, before I even give you a chance to talk, I have to say thank you a thousand times uh, to you and the Physicians Foundation for supporting this meeting. Uh, And uh, we're so glad that you're here and so grateful. Uh, So tell us what's on your mind. Very kind of you, Mike. Thanks very much. And and kudos to you for what you do here. We're we're delighted to be here. This confluence of uh, physician uh, builders and innovators and movers and shakers and to see the enthusiasm and the excitement in this crowd is just something I I don't remember seeing before. 
Uh, we're delighted to be here. Um, absolutely thrilled to uh, participate, and uh, we had a chance to participate in the meeting as well. Um, we try to do what we can as the Physician Foundation to empower physicians. We do uh, help physicians and leadership uh, type programs. We try to uh, help uh, great organizations like the DPC uh, put on conferences for physicians. We do a biennial uh, physician survey, which I think is the largest of its kind. We had almost 9,000 respondents. We do it on the even year. We do uh, physician uh, patient surveys on the odd year. So we're we're happy to do that as well. And I think the results of, of when did the results of the 18 survey come out? Is that done already? It, it or actually it? came out six weeks ago. Okay. And, and an interesting thing, um, we give physicians a list of, so it doesn't add up to 100%, but we, we name, say, 10 issues and how they would rank them. And, and the least satisfying aspect of a physician's practice right now is EHRs, the design and interoperability. Um, which surprises us a little bit. That's up, but we also know the tyranny of metrics and all of these things are really uh, upsetting physicians and the time they have with their patients. Um, physicians clearly in every survey we've ever had indicate their greatest love, the reason why they're in the doctor business, if you want to call it, they want to see patients, they want face time with patients, and they want to help patients. Secondly, um, behind the 39% who chose that uh, EHR says the least satisfying part of their practice, 37.5% uh, felt it was the... Um, insurance regulations, uh, government regulations, insurance requirements, and third at 37% was uh, autonomy, uh, loss of physician autonomy. And then we, of course, always ask, malpractice is always on there, and it's always a big issue, and 30% listed that as the number one least satisfying. But uh, we also found some interesting things. We've addressed this at this great DPC uh, conference, burnout, which is a huge issue for everyone to deal with, every physician. I don't think the public and the media has quite grasped how serious it is. Um, we, had 80, we have 78% of our physicians uh, sometimes, uh, often, or always uh, feel burnout. And I think, of course, that's related to the EHRs and insurance requirements, loss of autonomy, those things. Interestingly enough, there's a uh, New York uh, NYU School of Medicine survey of, of a small group, 235 independent physicians um, in, in, who own their own practice. And interestingly enough, the burnout rate for that, them was 13.5%. Compare that to our 78% or uh, much more, uh, you know, uh, maybe less than that, but far more than 50% for a lot of other national surveys. It shows you that how much physicians value autonomy, um, and I think the DPC movement uh, is, of course, part of that. One other thing, Mike, if I could mention about our survey, the social determinants. Um, over 87% of physicians had patients who either sometimes, uh, usually, or always had some kind of social determinants uh, uh, were affected by that. And that affects the doctor as well. 
uh, by social determinants, I mean uh, poverty, lack of education, um, possibly a drug, a drug addiction, lack of uh, unemployment, all of those things. People don't realize that if, if somebody comes into a doctor and, and, and gets a prescription and help, uh, that patient may live in a car. He may have no heat. He may be in an apartment with no heat. He may share a bathroom with five or six people. All of those things most people don't don't think about. Physicians have to. And so many, as I say, over over 87% of physicians, their patients are affected by social determinants. Absolutely. And, and that's in, in our last guest, we were talking about uh, physician depression and suicide. Which is, you know, physician suicide rate is four times the rate of the of the national population. We lose a doctor a day to suicide, which of course is all tangled up in in everything that's in your survey. Uh, absolutely, we try to capture the mood of physicians. As as I say, we do it every other year. Um, in the even years, we in the odd years, we do a, a survey, which we just began last year, and we will do in 2019 of, of patients. So we're we're interested in in capturing the mood of physicians and patients, and hopefully, health policy makers will take note. Outstanding. Anything else you want to talk about? I don't think so, Mike. Okay. Except to say again, I congratulate you personally, uh, uh, all of those involved in the leadership of Docs for Patient Care. What a tremendous meeting this has been and, and, and so exciting for us to be here. Thanks so much. Well, we'd be nowhere without your support. So thanks, thanks, thanks again, ways. Mike. Thanks take so care. much. Lounge Road Trip to Orlando, Florida for the third annual Direct Primary Care DPC 3.0 meeting sponsored by the Docs for Patient Care Foundation and the Physicians Foundation. And I'm delighted to have uh, with the Physicians Foundation Dr. Gary Price, uh, who is going to give us uh, some impressions of, of the meeting and tell us a bit more about the Physicians Foundation. So as the meeting winds down here, we're kind of in the last couple of hours, um, share your thoughts with us about uh, how you think it's going and uh, the Physicians Foundation's role. Sure, Mike. Thank you for the opportunity. Uh, I guess my initial reaction after spending the last day and a half here with Docs for Patient Care is one of... Uh, remarkable happiness that such a large group of physicians has found a way to channel a tremendous amount of energy in a positive way to making the system work better for their practices. The Physicians Foundation is very concerned with the environment that physicians have to practice in now and ways to make it better. Um, there are a lot of things broken with our system and I'm amazed, uh, first of all, at the large turnout you had for the conference, uh, around 400 physicians, if yeah. my count is close. close. Uh, and what's even more amazing is the incredibly consistent passion and energy they've brought to your group and to their ideas about making how physicians and, and patients negotiate our system um, just work better for everyone. Indeed, I, I, that's been kind of the sentiment that has been uh, expressed by many folks behind the microphone this last couple of days is that most medical meetings are very depressing places to be, especially if there's a legislative talk or a talk about coding or, you know, talks about the things that, that aren't directly patient care related. And, uh, and here, quite different, I think. It's been very striking to me that uh, the entire focus of all the conversations and even all the questions are about positive ways to make things better, not uh, reactive ways to cope with a system that's so badly broken, but actually to take on the system and do it in a better way. 
Well, we couldn't do this meeting without you. Uh, the support of the Physicians Foundation, I just, we couldn't do it. I don't know where we would be, so I would be remiss if I didn't take the opportunity on the air to thank you and thank the Foundation for your support of, of the efforts. Um, tell us a little bit about the Foundation and, and, and how what we're doing fits with what you're doing. Well, the Physicians Foundation was founded uh, almost 15 years ago by a large class action settlement from uh, some of the major insurers in the country. And our mission is to empower physicians to deliver high-quality, cost-effective health care. Of course, that's a very broad, large brush. Uh, We're very concerned with the environment that physicians actually perform the work they do and how that environment has really become dysfunctional. So we're interested in all sorts of different ways to make doctors work easier for them, more efficient, and also more fulfilling. We uh, attempt to accomplish that in a number of ways. Right now we have four major focus areas. Uh, The first would be supporting physicians in, in the active practice of medicine. The second would be developing physician leaders for tomorrow. We have several uh, programs with that, including a National Leadership Academy, and also we support state medical societies in their leadership training. The third area uh, we're concerned with is physician wellness, and I think uh, Docs for Patient Care fits into that niche very well uh, because it really offers a, a less stressful, more efficient, and also uh, more cost-effective way to take care of patients that brings a physician back to what all physicians really went into medicine to do. Coming up on the break, we'll pick it up on the other side. You're listening to Doctor's Lounge on America's Web Radio. Stay with us. Obamacare is failing, but in order to get back on the right track with health policy, people need to be informed. Obamacarewatch.org is your resource to understand what's happening with this law and what you can do to stay active, stay informed, and make positive change happen. Obamacarewatch.org. Visit us now. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio Online. Thanks for tuning in. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not... You probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you 
or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.